the Lightning Process podcast. Using the tools of the mind-body connection for health and happiness. And a very warm welcome from me, your host, Dr. Phil Parker, to this episode. Hi, welcome to this episode, Dr. Phil here. I've been asked to take you through an example of how you use these goal setting techniques to make a shift to something going on in your body. And as an example, I'm going to talk through how you can use it on stress. You can use it on loads of other things, but stress is a, is a simple thing to talk it through. And most of us have experience of what it feels like to sometimes feel anxious about things. So first of all, the first question is, what do you want now? This is so important to answer in positives as I talked about. So if you've got anything that you're worried about, concerned about, ask yourself, spend a few moments doing this now. What do I want? And notice how quickly the answer comes up, not to feel stressed and change that to what you actually want rather than what you don't want. So a good example of this would be moving from I don't want to feel stressed to, I want to feel calm. Now, we can deepen the neurology because that's what we're really dealing with here by using big words. Because often when people talk about stress, they'll talk about it in very uh, evocative and poetic ways. They'll go, I feel so stressed like a, you know, a rat running around on a wheel or like the world spinning around me or I feel churned up inside. So lots of kind of big uh, neurologically exciting words. In the same way, when we talk about what we do want, we need to use the same quality of words. So not just calm or a bit calm, but deeply calm and incredibly and profoundly tranquil and relaxed. Those would be much more useful words neurologically. You may also notice the tone of my voice changes. And this is because when we talk about stress, if you ever talk to somebody who's stressed, they go, oh my God, I feel like this. Their voice is fast. Their tonality is very high pitched. And there's a link actually between how fast we talk and the activation of our neurology. So we tend to go into stress if we talk fast or, or get can get very motivated, but it puts us into that kind of up state rather than to calm state. So when you talk about what you want, there's no point in going, what I want to be is really, really calm. That is not going to help. Instead, we've got to say, what I want to be is really, really deeply calm and tranquil and lower your voice and slow your tone down. Next question then was, you know, is this deliverable? Well, this is something you can be responsible for. Quite often, again, people will say, um, what do you want? I want to never have to go to interviews. I want all stresses to be removed from the world. That would be a lovely thing, but that isn't practical and that's not something you can be in charge of. So then the next phase is, okay, and how would you know when you've achieved that? So ask yourself, okay, take a few moments. How would you know when you have achieved calm. So let's say you're going to an interview, you're going to a meeting, you're going on a date, you're going on a holiday, you're going on a journey, something that normally would not create calmness for you. Ask yourself, okay, how would I know that I've achieved this? So how would I know that I am calm when I'm at the airport, when I'm sitting in the waiting room for the doctor's appointment? How would I know? And as you answer that question, just notice how would you know? It's like, well, I would be in a relaxed state. Make sure you don't go, I would know because I wouldn't be stressed. Because as soon as you say that, you're going back into that old neurology, which isn't what we're doing here. So I would know because I'd be sitting in the waiting room 
just reading the newspapers, checking my phone. And what would you see here and feel? I would, uh, if I caught my reflection, I'd see myself looking relaxed. I'd see my breathing being even, calm. I'd notice that I was smiling, I was light. Again, watch out for, I wouldn't see tension. I wouldn't see myself collapsing in a gibbering heap. None of these kind of things are going to help. Instead, what would you see? What would you hear? How would your voice sound? What would you hear around you that tells you you're calm? And how does your body feel when you feel calm? Now, if we follow these structures, then what we're doing is really building this neurological footprint of what it feels like to be calm in this particular context, in this environment, in this situation. And by doing it, what we're doing is giving our brain a new place to go rather than the old place it used to go. Having done that, we can ask ourselves, okay, would this be okay? Would it be okay for me to be calm in this situation? This is an ecology question. Is there any issues with this? Would it be okay to be calm while I'm driving? Would it be okay to be calm when I'm going on holiday, calm at the doctor's? And you may kind of go, yeah, that's fine. Or actually, I may need to tell the doctor, this has been concerning me. So I could still be calm whilst I talk about it, but maybe I want to express that to them so they know that this is going on for me. Then we move to the next question, which is, so what is the first step to achieving that? Because that may seem like a mountain to climb to be calm in those situations. So, well, okay, so the first step might be to practice getting into what it feels like to be calm to learn some breathing techniques, to take myself through some hypnosis, some calming, some meditation, some yoga, to do that consistently, to practice this exercise that we're doing again and again, to get some help. So just thinking about what strategically is gonna move me to where I want to be, making sure it's the tiny baby step. We can also ask ourselves that question, you know, how could I get in the way of this? How could I get in the way of this change? Uh, okay, I could do that by, um, making sure I wasn't prepared properly, racing, not leaving the house at the right time for this interview, so I'm rushing. Um, that could get in the way of it. Or I could uh, stay up at night watching TV too late, so I'm tired in the morning. Or I could worry about it in the night time before it. Okay, so these are things that are likely to happen. So how can we manage that? And we can take these questions and ask, okay, so what do you want instead of that? What do you want instead of rushing? not planning your time properly and take yourself through the same questions with any of those objections to the change. When you've done that, so let's take that through an example of that. So let's say somebody says, oh yeah, I could really mess this up by not leaving enough time and not having my clothes, you know, arranged, uh, clean, pressed, not having all the pieces of paper I need for the interview. That's an example. Okay, so we could ask the question, so what do you want? Okay, I want to have all the all my clothes prepared, everything ready the night before, hung up, everything in the right place. And what else? Well, I also want to make sure I leave with enough time so if there's any traffic, I will be fine on that journey. Okay, so what time would you need to leave? Okay, I need to leave at 10 o'clock in order to get there for 12. Okay, and... Uh, what would you see, hear, and feel when you woke up in the morning? I would see my clothes hanging there. I would see all the paperwork in one place. I would see my alarm set for nine o'clock so I could get up plenty of time to leave at 10. Yeah? And 
would this be okay to do? Okay, if I did this, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to fit that in around because I'd have to get the clothes ready the day before. But yeah, that's doable. I can do that. Yeah, okay. What's the first step? Okay, the first step is the night before I need to make sure I have got the iron, uh, got the ironing board, got the clothes, make sure the clothes are washed. You, you could see the structure building quite easily. And anything you get in the way? Oh yeah, I could go out to the pub and get drunk the night before because sometimes I do that when I'm stressed. Okay, so what, we could take ourselves through that and go, what are we going to do instead of that? So we can see each time there's anything that could get in the way that we could use the same structure to find a solution. And then finally, is this reasonable to do all these things? It's reasonable to, the day before the interview, get prepared in this way. Set yourself an alarm so you get up at the right time. Get yourself in the right state. Practice yoga, breathing, the lightning process, relaxation. And the answer should be, yeah, I could do that. And saying that gives you a, a really interesting, if you just try it out, try the exercise out, you'll find that when you get to that point, you go, yeah, I can do that. It gives you a sense of empowerment that this is absolutely achievable for you. And that there's a way through this. And not only have you got a structure and a plan, but neurologically, and this is super important, each time you go through the plan in this way, you're building the neurology that says, this is the pathway we're going to go down. There is a way through this. And because of neuroplasticity, each time you do it, your brain becomes more used to this being your future. Because remember, when we think about our future, okay, about what's going to happen next week, it's all made up. It hasn't happened yet. So by definition, whatever we're thinking about the future is our imagination. The question is, where do you want to be pointing your imagination? To trouble? To things being disastrous? Or to it being successful? Because your brain will refer to this kind of prediction that you've made, this expectation, as being this is what's likely to happen. So Help yourself out by steering your brain in the way you want to, starting to imagine and predict what you do want, so that when you get there, your brain is expecting that rather than the old thing. Hope you found that useful. I'll see you on the next one. The Lightning Process Podcast. Using the tools of the mind-body connection, for health and happiness. If you'd like to know more, please visit us at lightningprocess.co.uk.